This is Caitlin from Montessori Mother Early Learning Center in Berlin, Germany. The topic of this week's discussion is what your child is capable of. This podcast and corresponding blog post will also describe what it means to prepare the environment in Montessori and why we do it. So, we know that babies and toddlers are happiest when they have a stimulating environment that challenges them but doesn't overwhelm them. This environment should offer understanding and allow them to have success and also feel proud of their accomplishments. Using a natural and respectful approach like the one we use in Montessori makes working with children easier and fosters a peaceful and positive relationship with the world around them. Maria Montessori spoke extensively on the great potential of the child. She explains the amazing ability children have to absorb everything they experience in the first years of their life. She also wrote about the sensitive periods they go through, which highlight each child's perfect moment for mastering a skill. From great achievements like walking and speaking, to achievements and in independence like potty learning or self-dressing. When we are aware of all the things our little ones can do, it makes it possible for us to truly trust them and to give them the space they need to grow and the opportunities they need to apply their full potential. So the chart I have made for this post follows the sensitive periods for movement and language from birth to 18 months old. Um, I might do more sensitive periods for other ages later on. But for now, we have this month-by-month -month guide, and it shares some of the things children do during these months and a few Montessori activities which are appropriate during each stage of development. However, when you're reading this, it's important to remember that every child has their own perfect timing. They know when they need to learn to crawl, to roll over, to walk, to speak, and as always, in Montessori, our purpose is to follow the child, right? So what can we do to help our babies? The first thing we can do is offer a safe space for them to learn and discover. This is so important from birth. Uh, so for newborns and small babies, we set up a movement mat on the floor and a low mirror, and this allows them to see and feel their movements. Their movement should be unrestricted, and it allows them to experience them clearly. When they start crawling and walking, we clear the floor for them so that they have enough space to move around. If possible, we even prepare an entire room or at least part of a room, which is completely safe so we can let them explore freely. The key to this preparation is trusting your child and also trusting that the space you have prepared for them is truly completely safe. So closing electrical sockets, picking up any small pieces, um, taking away anything that can break that's really fragile, you know, having short curtains instead of long curtains that they can't pull them, and different little things that we do just to make sure that even if you turn your head, baby is still able to play there and you don't have to be uh, nervous that anything bad is going to happen because we want them to be able to 
have their own experiences in their environment. So that's probably the most important thing. The second thing we do for them is provide activities which help them learn and perfect new skills. I'll give one example for the newborn, baby, and toddler stages. So newborns train their eyesight with Montessori visual mobiles because at birth, babies can only see high contrast and they cannot change their focus from near to far or they can't change their focus in general. So mobiles like the Munari, which are black and white and have a mathematical relationship and move naturally with the air in the room are slow enough for them to follow. Um, and they can also see them clearly, you know, and they're also just beautiful, which is a great experience for them to have. So a couple of months later, babies are improving their grasp in their release with um, ring on a dowel activities. And these have increasing difficulty from uh, six months to 14 months. They start with one large wooden ring on a stable base, and they eventually work up to um, several rings in a basket with a stable or a rocking base. And they probably have um, different sizes and very small holes to really train their eye-hand coordination. Walking toddlers are uh, very interested in growing their independence. So we prepare practical activities like washing hands, um, slicing bananas. They really want to take care of themselves and take care of the space around them. So they enjoy activities like dressing, uh, food preparation, cleaning, caring for plants, um, and lots of other exciting things. And we prepare these activities so they can have success and perform uh, the daily tasks which are the most fascinating for them. Finally, the third thing that we can do to help babies is remove any obstacles which might be holding them back from taking steps in their development. The most common obstacles I have found in my work with children are clothing, interruptions, and safety. I mean to say that clothing which is too loose or too tight is a common obstacle and it's very easy to remove, literally. Um, when a baby is learning to crawl, they really need to have their arms, uh, their forearms I mean, and their legs open to make contact with the floor and move forward or backwards successfully. Also, when they are learning to walk, long pants can actually trip them up or socks can be slippery, um, stockings can be slippery as well and cause them to fall down. And um, none of these experiences are very encouraging to a child who is trying to learn to move. And unfortunately, if it persists, they could even, you know, stop trying, which is not what we want. So that's an easy uh, obstacle to avoid. Interruptions is the second distraction, and this is like distracting sounds or movements or touching, uh, which prevents many babies from being able to enter a concentrated state of learning um, or get into a flow of repetition. Some babies or some children are more distractible than others, so it's important to be mindful of this, right? So when they're playing, we're not uh, talking to them or touching them or, you know, moving around in front of them. This is their time to grow and explore. And it's important that they have that time as well as we do, right? We also need time to focus 
if someone's talking to us while we're trying to write or do something, it can be distracting. And babies need that same uh, respect when they are focusing on their development. Not all the time, but at least once a day, they need to have their freedom. The biggest obstacle is probably safety, because if we see a potential danger, we're pretty likely to stop them from touching that thing. And we could, but we could also find, you know, a more appropriate place for them to explore the thing that they're interested in. I'll give an example. Imagine uh, your baby is nine months old and they are really interested in a set of heavy, heavy drawers, but you're terrified that they're going to smash their fingers. So instead of saying, no, you can't do that. You know, we could say something like, these drawers are very heavy and I don't want you to hurt your fingers. Let's go practice opening and closing on your drawer. So at that time, you would bring baby to another drawer, probably an empty one, where you are comfortable with them playing unassisted. Because in Montessori, we see any state of repetition as a sign that the child has a developmental need, which must be perfected. So if you notice your baby is doing something over and over and over again, uh, we have to allow them that privilege, but we can't find an appropriate place for them to explore that, uh, that, that thing or that skill. So that's it for today. Thank you for listening. I hope that you found this discussion to be useful, whether you're a parent or a teacher. And I hope we'll be reminded to trust in the amazing potential that the child has and let them use their absorbent minds from the very, very beginning. Next time, I think we'll discuss the ways we can support creativity and imagination in toddlers using the Montessori approach. So if you have any questions or comments about this, about this post, you can send them to me and I will very happily give you my feedback. This was Caitlin from Montessori Mother Early Learning Center. Mm-hmm.